Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife with award-winning wildlife journalist Chester Moore. From deep investigations to interviews with top experts, Higher Calling Wildlife is the place to get informed and inspired about all things wildlife. The last program about mysterious speckled trout hybrids did incredibly well. Got just a huge number of downloads, lots of shares out on social media for this particular episode, but a different species, redfish. I got to looking through the chronicles of redfish throughout their range in the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic, and I came across the world record redfish. Now, on the Gulf Coast, this fish doesn't get a whole lot of play because it's not from the Gulf Coast. It's from the Atlantic. But you have to check this out. The world record redfish was 94 pounds, 2 ounces. It was caught in 1984 from the shore in North Carolina by a man named David Duell, who worked for the National Marine Fisheries Service. He was fishing a chunk of cut mullet and caught this massive fish after an hour-long battle. Now, I've caught lots of redfish in the like 35 to 40-pound category, and hundreds of them, and they're huge fish. Imagine a fish more than double that. It's a very, very impressive fish for anything, but for a redfish, it's just unbelievable. And I think people should probably start thinking more about that you know, potential size of redfish because I'm going to show you some stuff in the numbers that has some promise for the future here. Now what was most impressive about this fish was the girth. 38 inches. A 38 inch round redfish that measured 57 inches. Caught in 1984 and that is the world record for the last 39 years. Now if you start looking at state records on the Gulf Coast, you're going to see some pretty interesting stuff, okay? Go with Texas first. This fish was caught by Artie Longren in 2000. And, you know, it's a very impressive fish, 59.5 pounds, caught in the Gulf of Mexico out of the Sabine Pass area. Now, go to Alabama. You see a fish caught in 2013. This fish weighed 45 pounds, 9 ounces. In Florida, the fish was caught right around that same time period and weighed 60.75 pounds. Louisiana has a long-standing record, 1992, 61 pounds. Now, go back to Mississippi and you see a record fish caught in 2016 that weighed 52 pounds. And go all the way up along the Atlantic coast and you see multiple rec records flipped over the last 20 years. Now. Does that mean we're going to catch a world record redfish atop the 94-pounder tomorrow? Very highly unlikely. But what it does show is there has been a trend toward some bigger redfish being caught. Now, this one that was caught was absolutely a mutant, a monster. But it's possible fish could get that big again. Now, when scientists start looking at the age of a fish, they take their otolith, the ear bone essentially, and they're able to age a fish by the otolith. I've dug, I've called, I can't find information on the age of the David Duell, 94 pound, two ounce, North Carolina, 1984 world record. But what I did find was some interesting data on redfish age. 
from the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality. They said, Redrum, the long-lived species, commonly reaching ages in excess of 40 years, which I knew. The oldest one recorded was taken in North Carolina and was 62 years old. And this shows that these fish keep growing the, long, the older they get. And, you know, a fish at 62 years old has survived lots of stuff. And it makes me think about even more of the importance of putting back bull redfish. You know, I've kept a couple of bull reds over the years that I deep hooked when I was fishing for other species, and they were bleeding like crazy when I caught them. I knew they would die. But other than that, I've released every single bull redfish I've ever caught in Texas. And the reason for that is they are spawning machines. They are the mature breeding fish. And although I'm allowed to keep two a year per a tag, I've kept like three since they had the tags. And that was because they were so deep hooked and it was a bad situation. They were going to die anyway. And I didn't want the crabs to eat them. I might as well enjoy the meat. But I am a big proponent of putting back bull redfish. And it makes me want to do it even more when I realize these fish can live up to 60-something years and maybe, I'm, I'm sure, even older. So as redfish numbers are protected, as conservation ethics of catch and release have increased over the last 30 years, is it possible we will see a fish eclipse that 94-pound record? It probably won't happen on the Gulf Coast. It'll probably happen on the Atlantic Coast, maybe in North Carolina. Now, I'm doubtful that record will ever be toppled. Um, I just, I have suspicions over some of these old records being toppled, but I do think we're entering an era where we're going to start seeing more, you know, these 60 pound plus red fish. And we could have other, like the Texas record could easily fall. Um, the Louisiana record could easily fall. And that's a, it's a positive thing because when you see records fall, that means positive things happening for the fishery. And I have a particular interest in redfish because of something that happened to me. In the early 2000s, I was actually tagging sharks for the Moat Marine Laboratory and doing a little shark tagging for Sea Grant. And the Sea Grant people asked me if I would tag any bull redfish we caught. And we were fishing in May, I believe it was, uh, it's cloudy now, but 2000, 2001. We were fishing one of the oil rigs about three and a half miles off the Louisiana coast and also about probably three miles away from the Sabine Jetties. And my friend Bill Killian caught about a 41, 42-inch redfish, and I measured it and tagged it and released it. Put the tag in it, the whole bit, released it. Two weeks later, I'm fishing the Sabine Jetties with Bill Killian, and I end up catching that fish, the fish that I had tagged. And the guy who caught it the first time, after, you know, uh, we were out there grinding it out in some pretty nasty seas, he was the one who netted the fish. It was an incredible experience. You know, two weeks later, three miles away in the Gulf of Mexico, my own tagged fish. So that just even made me more interested in redfish movements and things like that. And something that's gotten media attention over the last couple of years involving redfish is redfish black drum hybrids. Every once in a while, someone will catch a drum-looking fish that is bronze or a redfish-looking fish that has a little bit of striping on it. And recently in Florida, there were two fish caught by anglers on the same day, on the same trip. There were absolutely red drum, black drum hybrids. It was like a, uh, it was like someone painted a black drum bronze. And it was, it was unbelievable. Really, really cool. It had the stripes and everything. And I got to digging after 
I did the story last week. By the way, you got to check out the last episode. Uh, the speckled trout hybrids that grew up to 20 pounds in Texas. No one really knew about this for many years. It's a cool story. Check it out in the archives of the program. But did you know, because I didn't, that Texas Parks and Wildlife actually stocked red black drum hybrids? Yes, in 1983 and 1984, Texas Parks and Wildlife stocked red and black drum hybrids. They stocked it in Victor Bronig Lake. Bronig Lake is in the San Antonio area. In 1983, they stocked 5,995 of these really interesting black red drum hybrids. And in 1984, they stocked um, 50,000 of these fish, which was pretty impressive in Braunig. In 1983, 5,995 juvenile black red drum hybrids were stocked in Victor Braunig Lake outside of San Antonio. In 1984, 47,035 juveniles were stocked. And check this out, 3,316 adult black drum, red drum hybrids were stocked in 1984 in Victor Bronig Lake. I can't find any information on records of anyone catching one of these or old photos, but if you have information on someone catching one of these hybrids, or maybe you did, or your father or grandfather, Email me at chester at chestermore.com, chester at chestermore.com. Intriguing, intriguing stuff. This journey on looking about these hybridizations and unique stockings has been fascinating and also explains some of the things that people, tales people have told in the past. And uh, people talk about they caught this or they saw this fish and others are like, no, that's crazy. That never happened. Well, some of the research I've been doing shows maybe some of these sightings were real. Maybe some of these catches were real. So this week, I want to bring you a tale of a 94-pound redfish. Why I think we're on a trend to see redfish numbers toppled in terms of state records all on the Gulf and Atlantic coast. Now that we're conserving more fish, there's no commercial fishery form as there was in the past. And the strange but true story of not only juvenile black and red drum hybrid stock in a freshwater lake in Texas in 1983 and 1984, but 3,316 adults. Weird stuff, cool stuff. Hope you enjoyed the program. You can follow me at the Chester Moore on Instagram. Email me at Chester at ChesterMoore.com. Please subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening to Higher Calling Wildlife. Find us on Facebook at Higher Calling Wildlife at the Chester Moore on Instagram and our blog at HigherCalling.net. To contact Chester, email Chester at ChesterMoore.com.